If you haven't figured it out or if you haven't heard yet, I am no longer on social media. This is just another one of my quick reminders that I'm not there anymore. So if you're looking for me, I'm not there. I'm really just going to focus on the podcast, my moon members, and you know, just writing content. I'm kind of switching gears here. Social media didn't seem to be the place for me anymore. So I'm really focusing on my offerings and my services. I'm doing bookings monthly now, which means you're going to be getting updates through my mailing list. If you are interested in booking a reading with me, please sign up for my mailing list to be notified when I'm taking new bookings for natal readings or planetary tutoring, any of my services. And a huge thank you to everyone and anyone that I've already met with. You've all been such truly an absolute joy to work with, literal dream clients. So I've just been having so much fun and thank you for everyone who's been supporting me so far. And if you want to support the podcast and just me in general, please sign up to become a patron of the podcast. I currently have two different patron tiers. One is a podcast patron where you support the production of the podcast and also get access to exclusive blog content. The second tier is a moon member and that gives you access to monthly new moon horoscopes, retrograde guides, exclusive blog content and the Astro Lounge Discord server. So please sign up for either one of those if you enjoy my work. Otherwise, you can support me by making a one-time donation on my website, buying poems or tarot readings, or even simply leaving a stellar podcast review on either iTunes or Spotify. Those always make my day, so thank you to anyone who does that, and just anyone who supports my work in any form or fashion. I love you all. In the last episode when we talked about Eros, we started exploring the myth of Eros and Psyche as a way to dive into love, sex, and Eros in general. We learned all about Eros and Psyche, their sordid love affair, and what those placements can indicate in our chart. I've been including Eros and Psyche in all of my natal readings, and it's been so fun to work with these placements within the context of attraction and soul development. So thank you to everyone who has booked a reading with me so far and who's really just allowed me to explore those placements with them. I know they're not super common or something that even people generally might even care about most of the time, but when we kind of get into it and we start working with them, every time they unearth something really, really cool. So thank you to everyone who's allowed me to include those in the readings. Since we've covered the myth of Eris and Psyche, as well as what they mean overall, it only makes sense that we begin our journey through the zodiac signs and how they manifest under each one. We're first going to be focusing on Eros, and once we get through all the signs, we'll, then we'll go through Psyche. I know it seems unfair to break the lovers up like that, but their significations are so different that I think each one of them deserves their own dedicated episodes. Plus, it just keeps things a little more organized. I'm only going to be doing episodes on sign placement and not house placement. I'll be writing patron-exclusive blog content about Eros and Psyche through the houses, so if you want house significations for these placements, sign up to become a patron, and those blog posts will be out when I finish the podcast series for both Eros and Psyche. In the past, I've normally done these episodes where I start at Aries and I go through in zodiacal order. But, you know, being the chaotic, mutable fire sign that I am, I think it's time I switch things up a little bit. The elements are a huge part of my astrological and philosophical practice. So I'm going to try something new and I'm going to group the episodes as elements instead of zodiacal order. This means that we can talk about the overarching elemental energy imbued 
into the group of the placements. I'm really excited about organizing the episodes this way, and I hope you babes see the value in it too once we get into it. I still recommend that you listen to all the episodes, all of the elemental episodes, and not just the one that you have. That way you can understand the energy of transiting Eros, as well as the Eros of other people. All right, let's do a quick recap on Eros significations in general. Eros is our passion style and it indicates the type of relationships we like to be in. It also tells us what kind of people we're attracted to, for better or for worse. Understanding our Eros placement can help us understand what it is we're subconsciously seeking out in other people or our relationships. It's what we're primarily drawn to and also what sexually excites us. When people say they're trying to find the spark in their relationship or they're trying to reignite the flame, that's Eros. They're trying to find that passion for each other again. Your Venus placement could very well be in conflict with the desires of your Eros, much like in the mythology itself. For instance, I have a Virgo Eros and a Sagittarius Venus. And I don't think I need to explain how fire and earth have their differences, especially in the realm of love. But they do share immutable qualities, so I've got that going for me. But what I'm trying to say is your Venus and your Eros and even your Mars, I know Mars and Venus kind of get the attraction and sexuality significations a lot of the time. And while there's truth to that, Eros is really that passion. It's what sexually excites us. It's that deep primal urge of what you want to go after and the relationships you kind of find yourself gravitating towards over and over again. It's the qualities that you seek out, the things you're attracted to. And I can't say this enough, it is sexual excitation. I do want to say that sometimes our arrows placement can indicate why we're attracted to a sign that seems like it wouldn't fit with our chart, but it's more so about the qualities of the sign it's in than the sign itself. Unless, of course, your Eros is in the seventh house, then we'll definitely see an overlap there because the seventh house tends to be the people or the energy that you run into a lot or that you encounter. And I'll give myself as an example again, I've dated maybe one Virgo in my life. Virgo is my 12th house and that's where my Eros is. I've dated maybe one Virgo, but I have dated many, many Aries moons, which I have an Aries moon in the seventh house. There's a lot that goes into this. Sinistry is not just one placement. You have to take the whole picture into consideration. So we're really just zoning, zooming in. We're zooming in on Eros and kind of seeing at face value, what is it that you're attracted to? And then after that, you look at the house and see how that manifests. And then you look at the other placements like Venus and your seventh house and the moon and Mars, and you kind of make a layered cake with them, a very sexy sexual attraction, love and romance layered cake, and you figure out what it is that your love life is like. (laughs) Anyway, this is just to say that yes, our heiress placement can indicate why we might be attracted to something that isn't our Venus or isn't our Mars or has an oddball kind of quality to it. So for me, I'm attracted to people who have qualities that are similar to mutable earth, And that manifests in a 12th house kind of way, which is, again, where my Eros is placed. So remember, that house placement is going to play a really big role. So I do recommend that you read the blog post at some point. So back to the significations of Eros. It's passion. It's the types of relationships we like to be in. It's our turn-ons. It's attraction overall. 
So now that we have sort of a recap of Eros, let's go over fire Eros. When Eros is in fire, it burns bright and it burns hot. It reminds me of the saying, it's better to burn out than fade away. This is a crash and burn, borderline toxic obsessive attraction style. Fire Eros falls hard and fast, and it honestly likes it that way. Fire Eros is also going to be the biggest red flag chaser, but mind you, they may also be the red flag. I know I've said before about Venus and Aries, giant red flag chaser, loves the red flags, and this Eros is no different than that Venus. It's something about Aries placements that kind of like danger. It's, you know, it's diurnal Mars. It loves danger. And again, this Eros is no different. It's that borderline obsessive attraction style that can sometimes be more about the chase than actually obtaining the desire itself. All three of the fire signs have a bit of this white hot intensity and obsession, but it tends to manifest differently under each one of them. Cardinal fire, fixed fire, and mutable fire are all going to manifest very, very different when it comes to Eros. We're going to start with Aries. Out of all three fire Eroses, this one is going to be the biggest red flag chaser. If Venus in Aries tends to like red flags, then Eros in Aries is going to charge after them full speed ahead. Depending on what else you have in your chart, this can cause a lot of drama, heartache, and just overall relationship turbulence. But for some reason, you just can't get enough of it. You love the stuff. You love the rough stuff. You love just the rockiness. And you probably will get bored if someone doesn't give you that, that surge of adrenaline that you're looking for. People with Eros and Aries need to find a way to let that obsession and that intense passion play out safely. An exciting relationship is one thing. A dangerous one is another. Eros and Aries might be attracted to military types or people who have a strict or stern attitude, and obviously this last type goes without saying, the bad boy. Eros and Aries is going to be super attracted to the bad boy, the misunderstood one, just, you know, the motorcycle riding badass who just doesn't give a fuck about anything. They are going to love that type. There's a lot of solar masculine energy tied to Aries. They're going to be attracted to people who can take charge and also make a decision. This is cardinal fire, which means it charges full speed ahead. They make a decision and they stick to it. They're reckless and they're going to be attracted to people who are instantly attracted to them and have this whirlwind romance. Sex for these people is going to just be straight up wet and wild. They're going to be turned on by possibly rougher sex and the idea of having so much passion that you need to have the other person right here, right now, and you don't really care about what's around. Again, house placement will play a big part into the kinks or what you're really, really into, but overall, sex is going to be primal and passionate when Eros is in Aries. A celebrity who has Eros in Aries is my girl Pamela Anderson. And I would say that she's the poster child for loving fast and hard and having that love burn out rather than fade away. She's got a thing for the bad boy, but she's never given up on love. It's an obsession that she continues to chase. Now let's talk about Leo. The first thing I think of when Eros is in Leo is warmth. This is fixed fire, which means these people will be attracted to sustainable passion. 
They want something that can keep them warm and feeling held for a really long time. Think of a fireplace. Again, whenever I talk about fixed fire, Leo, it always reminds me of a hearth where people gather around and it's just this warmth that radiates and melts the iciness around everyone. It really just brings happiness to everyone around it. And this differs from the Aries crash and burn type of love because we really see that fixed quality take hold here. These people are loyal lovers and they want devotion in return. This means that they'll want to be with someone who makes them feel like they're the center of attention. They like people who dote on them and do a lot of ego stroking. Nothing will be a bigger turn on than having a confident partner who shines just enough but doesn't outshine them. It's going to be this balance of them wanting the person who is the most popular person in the room, but can also bring them into the mix and just make them feel that warmth that I was talking about, that Leo warmth that just kind of fills your whole body with joy. It's like the sun, you know, the Leo is the sun. So it's like being in the spotlight. They want to be with someone who is the spotlight and also brings them into the spotlight. Leo and Eros is going to be attracted to people who can handle themselves. They don't want to have to take care of their partner. They want someone who can achieve sustained success alongside them, make them look good, and also feel good. Optics are going to matter to these people. So if you're someone who can take care of yourself and your own business, that's going to be a huge turn on. And again, being the center of their partner's world is what these people live for. If you are someone who is successful, handles your own shit and can get it done, just I'm not not like a Capricorn type business person, but just really is sharp, is really sharp and just has it together. That's going to be a huge turn on for Leo and Eros because they want to achieve and they want to be with a partner who achieves. And again, someone who brings them into the spotlight with them. When it comes to sex, Leo is going to want more than just their ego stroked. They will want to be the center of attention during sex. Knowing that they drive you crazy just by existing is potentially their biggest kink. They're attracted to confident lovers, so there shouldn't be any hesitation in the bedroom. They want someone who can handle them and themselves without needing to be told what to do. It may seem like Eros and Leo asks for a lot, but it's only because once they decide to commit, fixed fire is loyal until the end. So loyalty is a really big quality for these people. When it comes down to it, ride or dies is what they want. They want someone who's going to be there, who's going to stay solid, and honestly, someone who's not going to embarrass them. Optics matter, and that's okay. Leo and Libra, we will get to Libra, but Leo and Libra kind of have that same thing where optics matter. They want someone that they can take out, show off, and be proud of. Remember, this is the lion, Leo. Pride is a big deal. They want a relationship that they can be proud of and that they can show off to other people. The last of the fire signs and maybe the oddball of the group is Sagittarius. Sagittarius is mutable fire, which in this case basically translates to changing passions. Like any good Sagittarius placement, this Eros craves excitement, expansion of the mind, and just an all-around lightheartedness. You can't take anything too seriously if you're going to catch the eye of a Sagittarius Eros. Similar to the crash and burn style of Aries, they're here for a good time, not a long time. Not long after the fun runs out, they'll be running out of the door too. 
These people want things to be light and fun and not too heavy. They're usually attracted to two types of people. The first is the obvious one. They like the person who is the life of the party. They like the person who can take them out and show them the town. The person who can get them into any club and will attempt to drink you under the table or do crazy truth and dares with you. Just bring out that kind of childlike wonder. They crave good nature thrills and a story to tell when they're old. The second kind of person they lust after is potentially the one that they take more seriously and would honestly probably settle down with, if that's something they would ever even do. I don't know if at my Venus, my Sagittarius Venus has enough time trying to settle down, and I can only imagine what a Sagittarius Eros is like. It's just attracted to unavailable people. But anyway, They would love someone who can teach them something, someone who can show them the world through a new lens and expand their mind. To be able to explore mentally, philosophically, and connect on a soul level is the true way to win any Sagittarius placement, but especially Eros. If you are going to catch the eye, again, of a Sagittarius Eros, you need to be able to teach them something. You need to be able to continuously grow, adapt, change, expand, and learn. That's what these people are going to be attracted to. They're going to be attracted to someone who is interesting. And again, someone who can just teach them. They want to learn. They want to be taught something and they want to either travel mentally or physically. If you can actually show them the world, that would be really kind of cool for them too. They'd probably love to travel with you. This Eros is going to really enjoy risky sexual encounters, but they're also going to want to experience sex that takes them somewhere spiritually. Sex that can expand their horizons, whether that be the Mile High Club or tantric sex, will always be welcomed. Any kind of new sexual exploration will be very interesting to them. And if you're someone who's a little more experienced, that's not going to bother them because they want to learn, they want to see new things, and they are down to explore in the bedroom. Eros and Sagittarius is going to want a mix of philosophical exploration and fun-loving adventures. They tend to fall for people who are exciting, creative, and passionate souls, but don't often have much stability. And this is that mutable quality. It can make it hard for them to find someone to settle down with because they're really, at the end of the day, attracted to nomadic love. The fire Eroses are a lively bunch. Aries is the red flag chaser, always looking for the bad boy that they can fix. Leo is looking to be fawned over and wanting someone who makes worshiping them their full-time job. And Sagittarius has wanderlust in their veins, truly living for the thrill of the chase and never letting the mechanics of relationships get in their way of a good time. Each fire Eros is excited by someone who is bold, passionate, and has a zest for life. Obviously, they'll tend to gravitate towards people who may have fire placements, but they don't necessarily have to. Someone with Eros and Aries could just as easily be attracted to someone with an exalted Mars, which is Mars and Capricorn. Or they could even be attracted to someone with lots of Scorpio energy, which is nocturnal Mars. It's a little more mysterious and brooding than diurnal Mars, but it'll still give them that same obsessive pressure cooker situation that they're looking for. And again, this is why it's important to never take just the Eros placement out of context and look at it by itself. Sinistry plays a huge role in why you might be attracted to someone. And yes, Eros does a really good job of telling us why we're attracted to, who we're attracted to, and what about them turns us on. But there are tons of different ways that this can manifest in the chart. 
and you should take everything into consideration at the end of the day. Well, my babes, that is the fire arrows placements. We're going to be diving into, pun, the water arrows in the next episode. I hope you will tune into that. If you want more astrological content before the next episode, consider signing up to become a patron of my work. I've got exclusive blog content, monthly horoscopes, retrograde guides, and a discord waiting for you to join. Head on over to my website, check it all out. Maybe book a tarot reading. Those are new and exciting. I'm super pumped about those. And thank you in advance for supporting me. I'll see all you babes later. Thank you.